My bold prediction, he's cut before Halloween. Ooh, I like that one. It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. start with is Le'Veon Bell and that is because it's week three now and I know that probably the number one thing I've gotten tweeted about is what to do with Le'Veon Bell because he was drafted in every league at some point and probably very high because a lot of this of what's happening in Pittsburgh you thought would be taken care of before the season started or at worst he'd be back in a uniform by week two. I don't think he's going to be back in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform for a while. And I know, Jake, you don't think he's going to be back in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform at all. So what do you do if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner? That's a great question. Because even if you drafted him sixth or seventh and he slid in your league, you still got him really high. That's a great question. I mean, depends on how, le- how deep your league is. You're not going to get anybody that matches that production. I would try to trade him if you got somebody that would – you know, try to throw something out there. You're not going to get wide receiver one value for him. You know, you're not trading him for Julio or somebody like that. I mean, nobody's going to take that risk, but can you get something back in a flex position that can play? I don't think you're going to hear anything out of the Steelers until the rumbling start that he's getting traded. And that could be just any time now, or he sits to week 10. Uh, he's not coming back to the Steelers before that. I think you have to just hold on to him at this point and bite the bullet. You've already been without him for the first two weeks. You're going to be without him seven more weeks until he reports in week 10 or gets traded at some point. At this point, you're looking at it and saying that you hope that you can make the fantasy playoffs without Le'Veon Bell, and then you will have him for the fantasy playoffs. Because at this point, to trade him for a flex option, I think it's just at this point, you've already wasted that number, that first round pick on, on him at this point if he doesn't play. I mean, he's already wasted. He's already missed, missed two games for you. But at this point, you got to hope you get the benefits of having a first-round talent for the postseason because otherwise you're just going to be giving up on any return you can possibly or get. Or pray for a trade because he's playing on that yeah. Sunday whenever it happens. Now, listen, I'm always a I'm always the try and get that trade done because, listen, it's still Le'Veon Bell. And there's still always or usually in a league somebody that you can sucker into a deal. So, listen, try and maybe put Le'Veon and a bench guy into a, into a deal for a starter, literally in any position, in a, in a flex, somebody you can put in there. But right now you're probably looking at your running back depth is not looking so good, right? And that's where I think if you can't get a deal that makes sense for, a, for a, either a wide receiver one or another running back one for you, then you got to stay pat. You have to, because if you don't get somebody that can start for you each and every week, you can't trade Le'Veon Bell because at some point this season, he will be fantasy relevant. And that's probably going to be during the fantasy playoffs. And if you can weather the storm, even if you sneak in in the last spot, if all of a sudden you have Le'Veon Bell going, that's that's an advantage. I'll as, throw a random question out, out there for you because I just kind of looked down at my rankings and saw a name. So if okay. you have... Say you've got Njoku on your bench, and you've got Zach Ertz playing, and you're one of those people that drafted two tight ends. Okay. And somebody would trade you Zach Ertz for Le'Veon Bell, and you could play Njoku and stash him on your bench. I mean, is there some kind of weird random scenario where both of you would look at something like that? I'm really deep in one of my leagues, so I think there's a couple guys I could probably package together to, to pick him up. I don't have to play him. But, I mean, 
is that too much of a risk there to throw something out like that? To lose a guy like Ertz? To take a risk for seven weeks? I don't necessarily know if it's too much of a risk. It might be just because of the way the tight end position has gone out now where you have three, you've clearly you have your top three in Ertz, Kelsey, and Gronkowski, and then literally everybody, everybody else. else. Right. Uh, but again, I like the idea of having Le'Veon Bell because again, you're still going to have him for four regular season at mi- minimum, yeah. four regular season fantasy matchups and your entire postseason. And yep. that, that could be enough that if you were five and five, yeah. and you I'm have saying. four games left, you're probably going to make the playoffs because he's going to come back and throw yeah. a big. Now, if he doesn't get traded in the meantime, if you're zero and two right now and you're panicking and you're worried, I might not even make the fantasy playoffs. And at that point, you have to consider: Can I get? an option that's going to help me get there. Because, again, you can't win the championship if you don't get to the playoffs, obviously. So sometimes you just can't afford to wait. But otherwise, I I would hold on to him right now. If you're 1-1, 2-0, unless somebody gives you a really strong offer, I would hold on and wait. Guys, let's talk waiver wire. Uh, I got a few players that I want to get into here, and we're going to start off with uh, a quarterback. And you might laugh at first, but there's some good stats to back it up after I introduce his name. So Ryan Tannehill for the Miami Dolphins. Available in 94% of ESPN leagues. Uh, deep on the waiver wire here, obviously. Tannehill's weapons this season have a lot to be, but he's facing the Oakland Raiders, okay? And that means that he is going to have a pretty decent game from what we've seen from the Oakland Raiders thus far. Guys, if you're if you're a, a team that needs, a two, let's say you're in a two-quarterback league, do you feel okay playing a guy like Ryan Tannehill? I think that's the only way I play him in yeah. this two-quarterback league. But, yeah, I mean, they've been shocking so far. They're playing at home. The Raiders' defense has no pass rush. I'd feel okay with that in a two-quarterback league. I mean, going to my rankings this week, it's hard to get past 12 or 13 on quarterbacks that I like, and I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring week across the league. So what do you think, Jane? Yeah, I mean, I, I have Tannehill as my number 23 quarterback this week. So if you're in a 12-team, 2QB league, he's right there yep. in that spot there. Or even if you're in a 10-team, he's in that conversation. But I wouldn't get cute. If you're in a single quarterback league, you're not even considering Ryan Tannehill. Period. No, I, I, would, I tend to agree with that. There are some stats here that they're projecting out against the Oakland Raiders. I'm looking at an ESPN article. Uh, but I think the if you're in a two-quarterback league, it's probably a good option for you yeah. to start him, especially if you're in a 12- or a 16-team league. A wide receiver that's available in 96.2% of ESPN leagues, Antonio Callaway for the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns trade away Josh Gordon. Jarvis Landry was limited on Monday in practice. And listen, we've already seen Callaway. And if you watched Hard Knocks, you know what this kid can do. He's talented as hell. Very. This The only knock on this kid was he couldn't stay out of trouble. And if he does stay out of trouble – this kid has all the talent to be a very, very good player. And especially with Josh gone now, Jamie, when you look at Antonio Callaway and see that he's available in almost everybody's leagues in ESPN, is he a guy you feel comfortable starting maybe in a flex spot? Uh, maybe, because I think he's a must-add for sure. He's I wrote for TDFantasy.com. For those of you that can go, subscribe to Premium, can see a couple of the players that I said to pick up on your waiver wire that are owned in fewer than 25% of leagues, and he's one of them. He cracks my top 40 this week. I think he's going to get, with Josh Gordon out of town, he's going to get a lot of play. He's going to be the clear number two option there. And again, if Jarvis Landry's a little banged up right now, if he misses time, he'll be the clear number one there. He's got a ton of talent. And for fantasy purposes, you don't really care at this point about the off-the-field stuff. No. If he gets in trouble, you cut him and you pick up somebody else. You're not worried about it. At the end of the day, he's a first-round talent that goes in the first round if he doesn't have the -the off-the-field stuff. Jarvis Landry broke the record for the most catches in the NFL history for his first four years in the league. But 85% of those 
are within four yards of the line of scrimmage. He's a pro's pro. He's going to play. And he's going to be a PPR option because he's going to make yeah. some catches. But yeah. now Callaway is that deep threat. He's that number two option. He's taking those routes that Gordon had. He's taking the shots down the field. And he's talented. So I think you absolutely add him, throw him on your bench. If you want to sit and wait a couple weeks, fine. But I think there's going to be some weeks where there's some matchups that he's really going to be a viable option. Guys, there's another wide receiver I want to talk about, and one that we're all very familiar with because he used to play here in Arizona. That's John Brown. John Brown, at best, during his time here in Arizona, was one of those guys that was boomer bust. He was a really exciting guy because you knew if he caught a 75-yard touchdown or a 60-yard touchdown or whatever, he was going to the end zone. He's super fast. He got there. He was boomer bust. And I think that's pretty much the situation that you're in right now with Baltimore, with Flacco's arm, and you know he likes to sling the ball around when he can, he's a, he's available in 75% of percent of leagues. Is this a guy you would feel comfortable starting in, let's say, a wide receiver three spot or a flex spot, Jake? Wide receiver three or flex, yes. If his health is 100% health-related. Yes. He has a sickle cell trait that's been widely you know, reported, and I just don't know when that's going to go down. It looks like he's got it all under control yep. and that the Ravens training staff has it under control. If he's healthy, he's a 4-3 guy that's legit, but he's an all-around receiver. He runs all of his routes, comes out of his breaks extremely fast. He's the best receiver they have if healthy. So, yes, in that situation, but I'm still going to be cautious because I don't know when this thing's going to flare up. He just gets hamstring cramps and almost feels like he tears them, and then that really bothers him, and that's going to limit how much speed is out there. He's coming out of those breaks and how much he's actually going to practice and play. So I would be cautious still. Yeah, I mean, as we said before, health is the only concern, but I, he's a must-add for me as well. I think you're going to start. You can start him in a flex role every single week in a 12-team league or more. Uh, he's, again, supremely talented receiver. Joe Flacco's already shown a pension to get him the ball. Uh, he's somebody that I think you just you need to have. And again, if, if those if those trouble, those injury history comes back to bite him a little bit, you can move on. I mean, that, that's the best thing about these waiver pickups. You're not tied to them. This is not a Le'Veon Bell situation, or it's not if one of your no. top guys, like when Travis Kelsey or somebody gets hurt, then you're just you're actually you're stuck. You're Great tied point, to yeah. These guys take the flyers, ride ride them for as long as you can, and then when the, if the production drops or they get hurt, you get move on to the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, last guy here, tight end position, Jesse James, available in 96 percent of leagues. He isn't just a streaming option because right now guys, he's second in fantasy points and second in receiving yardage for tight ends. And that's, it seems as if Ben Roethlisberger likes going to his guy, Jesse James. So we all know how the tight end position is. We've mentioned it before. There's the top three guys and then everybody else. Is he a guy in a 12 team league or even in a 10 team league that going forward, you kind of feel comfortable at least thinking about streaming. Uh, Maybe this week, but okay. beyond no. Like I haven't remembered my number twelve tight end this week, but number eighteen for the rest of the season. Okay, uh, he's going to split time with Vance McDonald. I don't know if his production is going to be as consistent. And as far as other guys on the waiver wire, I'd rather have Will Disley. Uh, if Eric Ebron is somehow still available in your league, I'd rather have him. I'd rather have OJ Howard. I mean, there are just a lot of other guys I would rather have that I think are going to have a clearer path to points on a weekly basis. I differ a little bit here just because I know this offense, and I think that offense is going to vary, and it's not going to be throwing it 110 times or 115 times or whatever it's been these two weeks. There's going to be games where they're going to line up and run it. And Vance McDonald, the road grader, is going to play almost like an extra tackle and be catching the ball within five yards of the line of scrimmage. There's going to be times where they throw it 50 times, and he's Jesse's going to play more than Vance McDonald. He's still going to be a very viable target. I think if you, it's almost like a pickup drop kind of yeah. situation. And depending yeah. on who they're playing, and you got to know that team and that division pretty well, and just base it off of that. But there's going to be weeks where I think he's going to be a really good waiver wire pickup to throw in there and just take a flyer on. 
All right, guys, let's get into some Twitter questions here. Uh, this one comes from CFB Point Dexter on Twitter. This is a funny Twitter name. How does AB's possible absence affect Juju, whether positively or negatively? So I would start off with Antonio Brown is obviously going to be playing. Yeah. But let's talk about Juju in general, um, because what we've seen so far is that Juju's been the guy that's been scoring more of the fantasy points than Antonio Brown. How is it going to – I'll answer the question first. It doesn't affect Juju at all. No. He's a professional. He's in his second year. He's going to show up to work. He's going to go to work, whatever. So the absence doesn't affect Juju or really the team. They know A.B. A.B. does some weird A.B. stuff. It's it's almost like you know Dennis Rodman being Dennis Rodman, not to that extent. He just has his own thing. Juju, from a football perspective, A.B. is going to play. He's still going to draw the safety. Juju is going to get a lot of single coverage, and they're playing him in the slot some – so that's a matchup nightmare if you're trying to cover him with a safety, a slot corner, or a linebacker. I think Juju is going to be a top five guy the rest of the year. I'm ecstatic. I've got him in one of my leagues because I was a little I thought I was a little thin at receiver, and I think he's going to be a top five guy at the end of the year because I, I think the targets are going to be there. Yeah, I mean, you're really excited about the way they've been using him. Like Jake said, using him in the slots a huge mismatch. He's my number twelve receiver for this week. I, I like him a lot. I think he is going to be sneaky into wide receiver one territory every single week going forward. Uh, this one comes from AZ Sports Girl 63. Is it time to sit David Johnson? Sit David Johnson? I, I, Hell no. I don't know if you can have two better <laughs> running back and a flex option than David Johnson on your team right no, now. No, look, there's still going to be garbage points. Whether the team continues to be garbage or not, he's still the absolute focal point of this offense. The only way you're sitting him is if he's 50% and trying to play on a bum ankle or knee or hamstring. He, he's still going to get 8 to 10 targets a week. I think they're going to get more creative on how they use him. They're still going to hand it to him as many times as they can, trading him is a whole other question. I absolutely would be looking at that if you can get back a Michael Thomas, a Julio, an Odell Beckham, something like that. But sitting him, absolutely not. I, yeah. know, I, already, know, I already know where you're going with Yeah, this. like you, you, you can't sit him. But I don't think he's going to be a top five running back when the season's over. No. I think at that point you have to understand that. But he's going to clearly be top ten, probably top eight running back. So unless you can get somebody of equal value for him, Again, this is one of those scenarios where you've invested too much. You can't. You there's nobody is going to give you, you know, a dollar for dollar trade for oh. David Johnson right now. So you have to sit back and say the the Cardinals could not have possibly looked worse in the first two games this year. They will get better, not a lot better. They're not a good football team, and we've said this all along. But they will get better, and they will and they will at least be better in garbage time at some point. At some point, they'll be down four and touchdowns. All of that goes to rim, yeah. right? So you at some can't point, they'll be down but... four touchdowns, and you're going to David Johnson's going to have a five catch, fifty yard touchdown drive that right. doesn't yeah. matter for football reasons, but matters to you. And he's still going to pull some David Johnson plays where he takes one of the house. He breaks two tackles, and he has a sixty or seventy yard run or catch. For sure. And you're going to be the beneficiary of that, whether they get blown their doors blown off as a team or not. You're still playing him. This last one comes from Alex Poppies on Twitter. He wants to know what to do with James Conner. Would you trade him? Is there a point at which you would look to trade him and try and fleece somebody? He's got about six questions in here about this, but his basic argument or question here is like, okay, you you got really lucky with James Conner. How long is that luck going to go? And whether or not you should try and say, okay, I get to week six, and that's the last week I'm going to start him, and I'm going to try and trade him along that point. Here's the problem. I don't know. I guess they're, they're idiots. Jamie and I both have him, so this is going yeah. to be really interesting because yeah. I'm starting to think this way myself on what I might yeah. want to do. I just Here's the problem. Everybody knows the situation in Pittsburgh, and I know there's, there's always some leagues where you're playing people that don't maybe fully understand, but for the most part, I'm assuming you're going to play in a league with people that are paying attention to football. 
and they know what's going on at Pittsburgh. Everybody know. I mean, the the phrase "week ten has been beaten into everybody's heads. You're not going to be able to get four weeks from now and be able to get an owner to give you even seventy five cents on the dollar for James Conner, knowing that Le'Veon Bell's coming back. To me, I am going to sit and wait because to me, he is an RB one right now. I don't know that Le'Veon Bell is going to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, and if he doesn't, James Conner will continue to be an RB one throughout the year. This is the one where I think it's worth the risk unless somebody comes to you with, again, a, 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 offer a, you can't a top refuse. five yeah. wide receiver. Yep. You know, uh, like, I'm trying to think of, like, I mean, who would I trade him for on the wide receiver? Rise? If somebody comes AJ to me and Green. says, yeah. Uh, Maybe. I don't I know if I'd trade him for AJ Green. I doubt it. I got him in two leagues. And I... But if somebody comes to me with, you know, I don't know anybody's coming to you at this point with Thomas or Hill, but if somebody comes to me with Antonio Brown and says, I'm worried about the Antonio Brown situation. I take down a heartbeat. Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. That's kind of that list. I, I don't think you're going to get that kind of offer. So I'm going to take the chance that Le'Veon Bell's not going to be there, and I got an RB1 through the entire See, that's, season. That's where I'm kind of screwed because I knew I could get Connor late. There's a couple of running backs that I knew I could pick up and take kind of a chance on. Royce Freeman being one, which I'm not real excited about now because Lindsey looks like a beast. The other would be Penny, which I still think would be good later on. But one was Connor, and it's really paid off. But I'm now really wide receiver heavy. So unless somebody wants to trade me Gronk, yeah, which somebody might want to do, you never know. But then you're then you're thin at running back because if you're really receiver heavy, always, there's not going to be a running backs out there. Always try and fleece somebody. Always, always try and work somebody and try and work a trade if you can. There's always somebody. There's usually one sucker in every. Here's league. one for you. So somebody's pissed off at the Giants right now, and they're. Mad they took Saquon Barkley fifth or sixth. Oh yeah, I would take Saquon. I'm take doing that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, but yeah. but I don't think you're going to get that off. So the, going back to my Steelers point though, there's going to be weeks where they hand it to him 35 times. Yeah. There's going to be weeks like last week where they're down 21 nothing and he gets some production. Everybody's pissed off about his production last week. He, was fine. he had a good week. He was fine. Yeah, they got they got their doors blown off and they had to throw it. Not everybody's Ty Burrow. Like not everybody gets 30 point weeks every Probably right, that, right? but just, it was the way that game started. Yeah, they just right. they were they got never, their doors blown. Off. There's yeah. going to be times where they hand it to him 30 times. For sure, they're they not to always going to be playing the Kansas City so, Chiefs offense. Yeah. At this point, they were down and forced out of their game plan because their game plan involves a lot of running the football. It's a and great question a though, and it's Connor. it's really something I would think hard about and maybe throw out some flyers to some people in your league and see if they're willing to do something Especially crazy like that. Maybe if you have a Steelers fan in your league that yeah. might yeah. overvalue their own yeah. players. I think that's yeah. something that's again, you look into it, but to me I just again I'm not convinced that Le'Veon Bell's coming back to the Steelers. So. Jamie, will you end this uh part of the podcast by telling everybody how they can sign up on T V Fantasy and subscribe to what we're doing. Yes, go to TVfantasy.com, click on any of the articles that you see there it'll prompt you to subscribe to td fantasy premium uh, on that page you can see the list of all the things that you get with it rankings from all three of us articles personalized fantasy advice all this fun stuff that's going to be available betting advice every weekend all that stuff that'll be on tdfantasy.com so please check it out and subscribe to premium all right guys let's answer some more questions here uh this one comes from brady Kristoff on twitter he wants to know emmanuel sanders or amari cooper for a flex spot this week Hmm. Long uh, pause from yeah, both of them. That's I'll, a good question. I'll, That's really what I'll yeah. answer it. I was at that game, watched them both live last week. I'd go with Cooper. I think they finally figured out how they want to get him involved. He had like 12 targets, had 10 catches, over 100 yards. And he's at the Dolphins, which nobody in that secondary is scaring me. Emmanuel Sanders playing at the Ravens. Really good secondary, really yep. good pass rush. Good point. Um, I think it'd be matchup specific. Moving forward, I would absolutely say Sanders over Cooper, but that's a pretty good option for a flex, I think. Yeah, and for this week, I, I have Cooper slightly ahead. He's 25 for me. Sanders is 27, just matchup based. 
Okay, this one comes from It's Me, Eddie C. on Twitter. He has Lindsey, Barber, Eckler, and Mack, and he needs one of those guys to start alongside Alan Kamara. Uh, it's Philip Lindsay this week. He's my number 22 running back, so he's an RB2 for me this week. Uh, I will let Jake gush about how, how much Denver loves him and how good he looked when you saw him in person. They love him. Um, the coaching staff raved about him. They're splitting carries for sure. Royce Freeman's going to be the short yardage guy. He looked really good too, but man, Lindsay live looked explosive. I mean, like some of those rare finds you get in the draft where guys just have really, really live legs, quick cuts, fast. Exp- I mean, he was... He was, he was exciting. I mean, I think, and they love him. He's going to get the touches. So we'll stay with Philip Lindsay, and it looks like Eddie has the uh, another question. Must be a different league. Are you starting Sony Michelle or are you starting Philip Lindsay this week? I'm going Lindsay. Uh, Philip Lindsay, and I'm not even hesitating. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not starting Sony Michelle for uh, several more weeks. Okay. I know Lindsay's getting half the carries and half the running back targets, at least, if not more. Mm-hmm. And who knows what Sony yeah. Michelle is getting with. The Patriots. So okay. Michelle's my number 43 running back. Yeah, like, it's not even a close. You never know what you're going to get. All right. This one comes from Haley on Twitter. She wants to know the best strategies on having multiple players out on the same bye week that you can't trade. Week 7 and 10 are going to hurt. This is this is a draft strategy thing, right? Because a lot of people say pay attention to the bye weeks, and I say throw that out the window. I agree Because I don't care about the bye weeks. I think if you can draft yourself a significantly better team – um, you can survive having one or two weeks where your team might have to start some backups. But this is also, you have to draft a deep bench, people. This is where this comes into play. And a lot of these positions, tight end position specifically, I look at quarterbacks, you can go stream some guys. Yeah. You can go find some guys that have good matchups on a week-to-week basis. Anything else, Any other thoughts on that? I think it all that? comes back to the draft, but part of this is just fantasy, right? I mean, yeah. sometimes you're just going to take one on the chin. Yeah, you have and to. You- depending on how that waiver wire looks that week. I mean, sometimes you just take one on the chin. Sometimes you win those games. Who knows? But, yeah, I mean, I think you draft the best team possible. So, I, like, I'm not big on taking a backup quarterback in a one-quarterback one league because Andy Dalton's going to be sitting there on your yeah. bye week if you've got Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees like me, and I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Or Case Keenum, who I watched live last week and feel really good about that offense. I think that that's the biggest piece of advice. Don't carry a second quarterback. Don't carry a second tight end. Don't carry a second defense. Yeah. You'll have um, enough roster space then at that point to, to fill, up a, fill out a lineup. All right. This one comes from uh, a Twitter name that I'm not going to mention because uh, okay. it's got some uh, vulgar language in it, but we'll answer his question no matter what. With the injury to Joe Mixon, Mixon, should I start Tariq Cohen, Marlon Mack, or just give up? Just give up. Um, get Geo. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you can get Geo, uh, if you can, if Austin Eckler's still available in your league, um, I, Cohen is the best of the two. Um, here's a, a here's a great up. point. We just talked about it. Looking at our leagues, yeah. Philip Lindsay's available in yep. a ton of leagues. Mm-hmm. There's a much better option than giving up. I agree. I agree. I, yeah, you I, can't I, give I, up. I, it's I week think, three, people. I, that's Come a dec- on. that's a decent play right there, just because Mixon gets hurt. I mean, look, Lindsay could have that kind of day. Yeah, not only that, but this is coming from somebody who owns Joe Mixon in two leagues. He's not hurt for the whole season. He's not out for the whole season. One or two games. Kind of goes back to our last question. This is almost like a bye week. Yeah. You you just just take it on the chin for a week or two, and you got to get by. I I would start Cohen because I think he could could have, if he's healthy, he could have a really big game against Arizona. Yeah, I love Cohen this week. Mac is number 40 for me. He's just going to keep splitting carries. There's a lot of backs, a lot of just – Average running backs in that Indianapolis backfield. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Alex Poppies on Twitter. He wants to know Royce Freeman or Rashad Penny this week. Freeman, because I think he's at least going to get more touches than Penny, but both of those guys are still wait and see plays. You know, look, I've had him both on my bench in two different leagues. I loved it because I got him late in the draft and I knew I could go receiver heavy, and one of the two would pan out and be the guy. I still think 
that could happen. And look, if Lindsey gets hurt in Denver, Freeman is going to Freeman's be, looked better than Penny so far. Yes, when absolutely. He's but if Lindsey gets hurt or nicked, Freeman is going to be an animal in that offense when he's getting all the carries for Denver. This week, I probably would go Penny because, yeah. I mean, Denver's at Baltimore. And yeah, I just, don't, I just don't think – I don't just think Penny's going to get five touches. Like, that's that's my concern with Penny. Yeah. Very, it's very a much better matchup. I don't think Dallas' defense is good, but I just don't know. Hit the waiver touches. wire. Again, yeah. same same thing. I mean, there's, there's guys out there. Yeah, again, if Austin Eckler's still available, uh, again, that's somebody that I would I would look at. Philip Lindsay, Chris Carson, Aaron Jones maybe. I don't know if he's owned. He's coming off suspension. I think yep. I, I like that as a speculative play. It's like even Bilal Powell. Uh, Chris Ivory's could be an interesting play. It's not a great matchup, but he's going to get all the touches if McCoy doesn't play. I like he, I like touches he, more than yeah. I like you know splitting carries or not knowing what you're going to get. Absolutely. All right, this one comes from Elway to go seven on Twitter. He wants to know: Would you start Goff or Ryan this week? I've got Robert Woods and Ridley to complement their respective quarterbacks, and in another situation, Ryan or Roethlisberger. So let's go to the first one. That's Jared Goff or Matt Ryan this week. I personally think the Rams and Chargers are going to be more of a shootout than a defensive struggle. I agree. Um, so I like Goff in that one. Uh, but I also think Atlanta and New Orleans is going to be a shootout. I, I think it's that too one, bad it's not a two-quarterback league yeah. I would like starting both of them. Yeah, look, I, I think that one's a toss-up. I really do. Um, I like the other one I think is easy. Yeah, you're going Ben. All day long. You're going yeah. Ben. He's yeah. my number seven quarterback. Uh, Ryan and Goff are both outside my top 14. But I would pick Ryan over Goff in this case because the Rams are putting up offense, but it's not necessarily Jared Goff that's putting up the offense. No. They're not relying on him to throw the ball a ton. Todd Gurley's show. Todd, Gur- Todd Gurley's going to get a lot of the ball, and especially when they get to the end, close to the end zone, they're giving him the ball a lot. Yeah, I mean, Freeman's still hurt, so Tevin Coleman's not getting a ton of carries. I think they're going to be in the shotgun. I think that one's going to be an absolute counts. shootout. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This question I'm going to answer because it's dumb. Uh, Adam. Fitz Magic or Aaron Rodgers, listen, Stop. listen, listen. It's been fun, the Fitz Magic stuff. You don't even know if this guy's going to be starting for his team next week, okay? So, listen, when Aaron Rodgers is healthy and he's starting, he's in your lineup. Period. End of sentence. Okay. I don't care who else you have. We talked the other day. He doesn't need to practice, obviously, and go yeah. light up. The, the best the defense in defense. the NFL. He is at the Redskins. Yes. Stop. Stop. Yeah. This, a- don't Adam. Get don't get cute. No, that's we're, we're Here, done here's here. another point. The Steelers don't lose in prime time. They're on Monday Night Football. Fitz Magic is prime for a disaster. Yeah, it could happen, and it could be. And yes, that defense sucks. They haven't been great, but it's the Steelers. They can pop up at any time and bite you. And it could definitely be this week. All right, we'll end with this one. This one comes from Ryan Morgan on Twitter. He wants Josh Gordon bold predictions. So, Jake, I'll let you go first, and I'll finish here. Bold predictions again on Josh Gordon. (laughs) I laugh at Jamie's tweet the other day. Repeat after me, Josh Gordon is not Randy Moss. No. Apparently was a controversial take because my mentions are uh, tire fire. Is he – hell, he might be more physically talented than Randy Moss, but he ain't Randy Moss. He ain't wearing a gold jacket anytime in his lifetime no. future. My bold prediction, though, he has three games of 150 yards and two touchdowns throughout the rest of the season with Tom Brady in that offense. My bold prediction, he's cut before Halloween. Ooh, I like that one. I like that one a lot. And I, I'll land somewhere in the middle – but I don't think he ends the football season with the New England Patriots. I don't know that it's by Halloween, but this guy, I love Flash. He is 
an unbelievable athlete. New England doesn't put up with bullshit, okay? None, zero. It is Bill's team. This is not the Cleveland Browns we're talking about. I'm going to throw you another bull prediction on that. The TB12 center has some medication Gordon hadn't been on before, and they keep his ass under wraps. And it's hit or miss, but I think he has three monster games by the end of the season for them. And that could happen. And I think that's the, I would put the percentage on that happening at about ten because I just don't trust. It's a bold, Josh. It's a bold prediction. I'll, I'll take the I other end it. of the spectrum on I, this one. That's yeah. what I said. I I just don't trust Josh Gordon, and I don't trust that Bill Belichick's going to have enough patience to deal with Josh Gordon. So I don't think he makes it to the end of the season. Guys, uh, Jake, I'll let you go first. How can everybody follow you on Twitter and Instagram? Twitter's Jake B Arians, and Instagram's Jake Arians. Jamie. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jamie Eisner and on Instagram at JME Eisner. And guys, you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I. And you should definitely follow TD Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram, both at TD Fantasy underscore. Thanks for listening to the TD Fantasy podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.